0: Time
2: of the week, it's Doggy Pod time. Hi there, I'm Stephen Peters. And I'm Dr. Rob. And welcome once again to the Doggy Pod. In this episode, we're going to be talking food. Yes, I'm Italian, but we're not talking human food, we're talking dog food. How much is too much and Can dogs get food allergies? Our
3: celebrity dog this week has two very famous parents. And they just also happen to be two of Australia's greatest entertainment exports.
2: And we're also going to be talking about why dogs lick your face. Mm, Mmm, yummy. Yeah. That's the big question, isn't it? Why do they lick your face? Well,
3: yeah, I want to know all about that. And our celebrity guest, or should I say guests... But our main guest, it's a bit different this week. His name is Duke and he's a standard poodle uh, who also, uh, Duke happens to be an Instagram influencer, which means he's really big on Instagram. Uh, anyway, more on Duke and the Duchess a little bit later. Before we get into that, let's just talk about what's been happening at the clinic this week, Rob. What's? Uh,
2: oh, yeah, look, I did have one case. What, what are your case. canine highlights this oh, week? Well, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a great highlight. It was pretty bismal. They'd left this dog so long. And it had ear, hair in the ear just built up, felted, and they were trying to clean it. And that every time they tried to clean it, of course, the dog was screaming because it also had grass seeds in there. You know, it, you've got to be careful with your dog's ears. Not all dogs need their ears cleaned. People sometimes overdo it. We're going to talk about how often you should clean your dog's ears and how to clean your dog's ears. But this poor dog had to have an anesthetic and had to have the ears plucked out, the excess hair we found the grass seed had gone right in and ruptured its eardrum. So any medications I were putting in that dog's ear were causing a lot of inflammation and leading to some real bad middle ear problems. It would have eventually could have actually killed the dog, could have gone so bad. We got it all out and the dog's on internal medication, just like you and I, if we get a ruptured eardrum, the last thing you want is eardrops. You go on to antibiotics, uh, internally, and that gets you over it. Some anti inflammatories and some painkillers. Thankfully, this dog went home 24 hours later, a much happier dog, without all the head shaking that these dogs do when they've got these problems.
3: Okay, our quiz question this week, and no Googling, please, is what part of the body do dogs sweat? Is it A, armpits, B, ears, C, backside? or bums, as we like to call them, or D, their paws.
2: And it's P-A-W-S, not the P-O-R-E-S. Not be- the
3: one you would think, yes. No,
2: not the pores. Well, I guess they do sweat through some pores somewhere.
3: Mm. So anyway, Dr. Rob will have the answer to that at the end of today's show. So uh, please hang around.
2: And you're going to be very interested to know where you sweat a lot from as well. I'll well, tell you all about it later on. Where I sweat from? I think I know where I sweat from. you yeah, bet you don't. We'll find out oh. at the end of the show. This is all getting very personal. Okay,
3: now we're going to talk about food. Well, not really food, but the results of food, and that is: is your dog too fat? What is the right weight for your dog? Yeah. I've seen some some very fat dogs, but you know, sometimes people would say that, you know, that, that old saying, "puppy fat," is, uh, you know, is a bit of a, a little bit of flab. Okay, on a dog. Um, what's what's the ideal weight? Obviously, it varies from breed to breed, but you know, no, what's the sort the, of
2: benchmark? The ideal doesn't vary. I mean, it varies in numbers, but it doesn't vary in looks, believe it or not, uh, because that's the big thing. Funny story I'm going to tell you first. I had this gentleman come in with his wife. He was very trim, very, very trim. His wife was much larger shape you know, a less, less trim too it's full <laughs> mm-hmm. and the dog was certainly too full and they came in because the dog was lame he said look what can we do I said look we're not going to do anything till we get some weight off this dog and there is a diet that I do put dogs on when they are really excessively fat which is basically cooked cabbage with a little bit of uh, meat mixed with that cabbage and they cook, cook the cabbage in some stock for flavour they can even cook the meat with the cabbage how much meat? depends on the size of the dog, but not too much. How much cabbage? As much as you like. And this gentleman said, I know about all that because I heard you on the radio. He said, I w-, he must have had big bazookas, this guy, because he turns around and said, I was fat like her and points to his wife who arced up. I thought she was going to hit him. Oh, he's a brave and he said, man. but I heard you say this and I went on a similar diet. Lots of cabbage, a little bit of meat. My doctor, when I went to see him, <laughs> said, what are you doing? Because I used to be on heart tablets, arthritis tablets, blood pressure tablets, cholesterol tablets. I'm off all of those, even my sugar tablets. I'm off all of those now because of your diet. <laughs> so it's
3: Dr. Rob Zammett's meat and cabbage diet. No, no, I do not diet.
2: recommend this for humans. No, no, folks, this is purely a veterinary show, and even the information we give is just for your interest only. Um Follow it if you wish, but not for yourself. Don't do it for your humans. Anyway, this dog, this guy did, and it went really well. But, yeah, the big problem is trying to convince people that their dog's overweight. Their dogs come in sometimes and go, oh, this is interesting, two dogs in one skin. And they go, what, you really think my dog's fat? Well, yeah, but they don't. The people don't. Uh, Yeah, they have these movable coffee tables, and they think it's all right. (laughs) So look from the top. Your dog should have, it should come in at the waist. Your dog should have a waistline. So they the, should have that that absolutely. Slim waistline. The right. longest study in science ever done. You think it'd be putting man in space or yeah you know, something even like cancer in children? No, the longest study in science ever done is feeding dogs. It's went on it started in the last century. and It's still continuing in this one area in the USA. Uh, in Saint, there was this long, long study about how much you should feed dogs, what you should feed dogs what deficiency they can get, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And one thing that everyone agreed on, these dogs have this trimmer waistline. Yeah, they come in, it's almost wasting a little bit. To our eye, it eyes, like they look almost a little bit thin, too thin. But to Mother Nature's eye, that's the ideal weight for your dog. Those dogs live longer and have less veterinary problems. You should be able to feel the ribs on your dogs very easily. That's important. You should look from the side. And if your dog has a sagging waistline, it's too fat. Its behavior will change. If your dog's fat and you put it on a diet and it actually loses weight, believe me, all my clients, that and we do a lot of weight management programs for our dogs, you know, we do that free of charge because I know the dog will benefit so much. They all say the same thing. Oh, he's so much happier running around. Yeah, the dog is happy. And the other thing you should do if you can, weigh them once a week. That will help quite a lot. If you do those things and watch what you feed them, feed them the light foods if you, if you want to, but it's two things. It's what you feed them and how much you feed them. A lot of people say, oh, no, it's just my dog's not getting enough exercise. That's not the case. Your dog has four legs. You have two. You're not going to be able to exercise your dog enough to lose weight, trust me. Unless you go out west somewhere and put your dog on a farm and run with a lot of sheep all day long, you won't be able to exercise your dog enough to lose weight. It's all what goes in the mouth.
3: So can dogs suffer from food allergies as well?
2: Oh, yeah. Just like humans? Absolutely, yeah. We get food allergies. With itchy dogs, dogs that are itchy, mostly it's not going to be a food. It's generally going to be plants and insects like fleas. Though 10% of dogs in a study that was done with itchy dogs, 10% of them were food allergies. And... So it can cause skin outbreaks. It can cause diarrhea with food allergies and other things as well. And you could be on a food like the same food all the time, and then all of a sudden develop an allergy. Just not surprisingly, don't be shocked if that happens. All of a sudden, the dog develops an allergy. It can be that that same food may have changed because manufacturers do change where they get the uh, raw ingredients without telling you. They even change the formula without telling you. But often, the dog can just develop an allergy. So How do you know? It's not easy to do. You have to do what's called an elimination diet. In other words, you have to stop feeding what you're feeding. Feed something that the dog has never been exposed to. Very often, people will choose, and vets will tell them to choose, something like fish and potato. Cook cook the potato well, uh, mix it with with cooked fish, and just feed that for for, uh, a couple of weeks, and let's see if there's a difference. If there is, you would be very suspicious there's a food allergy. Blood tests can be done and uh, skin tests. The skin tests are best done by dermatologists, dermatologist. they specialist dermatologists. They do great jobs and they may be able to help you in finding out if your dog like, has a food allergy or some other allergy. But yep, allergies in dogs, very, very common. Mm.
3: Okay, Rob, so I take my dog for a walk pretty much every day mm-hmm. uh, down to the park where yep. there's every other man and his dog and woman and her dog. Um, I noticed that a lot of dogs are super friendly to other dogs and some are just scared and very meek and don't want to yep. go anywhere near another dog.
2: What's, why is that? Can dogs actually sense uh, fear? Oh, dogs certainly sense fear, but it's not usually a uh, fear they're sensing if they're scared of other dogs. Uh, it's usually one of three, three reasons. One, it may never have been socialised with other dogs. You know, it grew up without going to puppy preschool, it got taken away from its, um, its siblings very young, and it's always been with humans, and all of a sudden, you know, at 12 months or two years, we decide to take it for a walk to a puppy park. And what are these strange animals coming towards me? Surely I'm not one of these. That's the way I see it. And some some dogs have only been socialised with their own breed, and start you know turning it on when they see another breed. What the hell's this? You know, what's going on here? So that happens as well. It can be the owners can bring it on. Some owners, when the dogs, when the dogs are very young they see another dog coming towards and they pick it up quickly or they'll go oh, quick come away from there come away and so the owner is scared of the other dog and it makes your that dog oh what's wrong it can smell the pheromones on its owner you know the the, the hormones of fear it smells them and says oh this is bad these things are bad these other four-legged creatures so that can be Another reason that it can happen, and of course it would just be a behavioural issue, that they just don't like other dogs, so they're just scared of them. Some dogs are overtly aggressive towards them, other dogs other dogs can be overtly scared of them. And all these things take a lot of training and help, behavioural specialists may be required. Sometimes you need to have drugs for your dogs to try and get them over this sort of problem, because yeah, uh, a you know, bit of a terrible thing to be scared, I guess it's like a human being being scared of other people all the time.
3: Well, I noticed that some dogs are, are overtly friendly
2: Yep. and come come
3: bounding over and and, yeah. and love a good sniff and a yeah. and a bit of a a run around, and I, I think that can be off putting for some more timid dogs. Yeah. It,
2: it, that in itself can put a timid dog off, and of course, the other side of the coin of that is that you can end up with trauma because the the timid dogs getting traumatised, or they're going to be overly friendly to a dog that's overtly aggressive and all of a sudden they end up on the bad end of the uh, experience. So yeah, it's a matter of being sensible. It's that middle road, isn't it, that you've got to take w- when you've got your dog. Try and be sensible. A l- lot of dogs, and it depends on the breed too, like Kelpies, for example, it's a very social, friendly dogs, most of them. Uh, but you've got to tone them down in the city. They're a country dog that goes out there and works with people and works with other dogs and works on sheep. When you're in the city... Tone them down, get them to uh, have the right attitude towards other dogs, socialise them.
3: Which brings me to what uh, now in hindsight feels like a bit of a silly question, but what sort of studies have been done on dogs and thinking and how they think and how often they think and and do they they overthink?
2: Uh, No silly questions, only silly answers. But uh, dogs absolutely can think, we've seen them do it you know, over and over again. They, you, you see dogs do things like you know, people, farmers, for example, uh, you hear about trapped under a, a tractor and the dog's there with them. Well, the dog does, doesn't just sit there very often and wait for them to die. The dog will race home and alert people there's something going on that, that's not right down in the paddock. We've seen that many times with people where dogs will go and get help and alert people. Dogs seeing children go near in a swimming pool and pull that child back. They've thought it out. They know that there's danger there in that swimming pool for the child. You're not going in that water and they'll pull the child back. A fire. The dog could just run away from the fire. No, no, it barks and says, hey guys, let's get out of here. Let's everybody get out. There are many ways that we've seen dogs think things out all the time. If you watch a dog, every day he will amaze you he or she will amaze you in her thought processes You just think well hang on how did they figure out to go that way and not this way or pick that up or do this dogs if just living with a dog and learning to live a bit like a dog for me is an exercise in just happiness because dogs live in that world of just being happy with the moment but they think things out as well
3: Okay, we're going to talk about another interesting habit that most dogs have, and that is they just love, well most of them do, love to lick our faces, love a good lick. Now, is that just their version of a big sloppy kiss? Mm -hmm. And, you know, is it okay for us to have a dog slobber all over our faces, um, and that dog is just, you know, five minutes before... Been licking its bum. So are there are there are there health issues with getting a big sloppy kiss from yeah, your dog? Look, there
2: can be if your dog's not well wormed. That's the first one. You might, you want to make sure your dog is well wormed all the time, especially if you have children. Yeah, very important. Um, right through my dog's life, so they get wormed once a month, the first of the month. And people say, "Oh, but hang on, why do you need to do it that often?" Because when you worm a dog you kill whatever larvae and sometimes and not always but certainly you kill the adult worms there um, but the larvae that are developing can still develop the next week so the worms can be there and especially when they've got some hot wet weather around a lot of worm larvae will come to the surface in, in uh, the soil and your dogs will continually be challenged with worms so for me We worm on the first of every month with one of the heartworm products that also does the the worming as well. That is the ideal for your dog. Um, Bacteria, if your dog has bad teeth, yeah, you can have bad bacteria in the mouth. So a bone once a month, like we've, we've said over and over again, not once a month, sorry, once a week, we've said this over and over again, keeps your dog's Teeth clean and is good uh, dental hygiene and gum hygiene. So the bacteria in your dog's mouth are very much diminished that way. The bad bacteria. You'll have bacteria in your mouth, they have bacteria in their mouth. Hopefully, it'll be the good bacteria. Uh, Does it harm you? Well, I've made it to this very old age, and my dogs lived with me on my bed when I was a kid and kissed me all over all the time and on my face. There was no big deal. Why do they do it? Um, of course when the pack leader on on or the hunting pack comes in in the wild, they lick their face to say to be submissive first of all to say it's okay'm I'm, I'm the submissive one it also makes them regurgitate food so there's a bit of a drive there for to do that. So with us they're saying yes I'm being submissive and if you want to feed me that's fine um, they'll do it to just be um i guess in a happy moment to say i'm really happy with you i really love you it's it is a an affection thing as well because so it, it is it
3: is a sign of affection yeah, yeah. it's
2: definitely yeah people say it's not well i'm sorry it is it really hmm. is a sign cuz you watch them interact with each other they'll also do it it's a, it is a sign of affection and of course there's that other reason uh, do you use a napkin at the dinner table? Mostly we do, which means we're just smearing food all over our mush. We're not washing it, are we, with soap and water? So they dog says, oh, leftovers. <laughs> so they'll have bits of sugar or salt on your face. And they, well, it's not too bad either. <laughs> Sorry, but that's the truth.
3: OK, our celebrity dog this week is named Julian, and he is a toy poodle. And he's owned by two of Australia's greatest entertainment exports, none other than Nicole Kidman and Keith Urban. Now, toy poodles, how, oh, yeah. how big do they grow to, Rob? Oh,
2: look, they're only little guys, you know, they're just... Uh... How toy are they? How toy are <laughs> they? They're not toys. I mean, we call them toys. I just, I don't like the word toys and dogs being used together. It's done all the time. I know there's even a whole group of dogs that we call the toy breeds. And if you want to tell me they're little dogs, that's fine but they're not toys, they're they're blood and bone and flesh and, you know, all the things that make up a dog. A lot of people with small dogs don't give them bones. Oh, I don't want them to choke. Give them a big bone so they can't really swallow it, they won't choke. And don't give them chicken bones, please. No raw chicken bones. Give them a decent-sized bone. A lot of little dogs end up on the table having to have anaesthetics and extractions and ultrasonic scaling constantly because they're not... There's not a lot of bone in their jaw, they're only little, and so they're not using it enough to maintain their teeth. If you give them a bone once a week, get them to chew and chew and chew, you will have a lot less problems with these little toy breeds.
3: Okay, it's now time for our weekly celebrity guest. During the week, Rob caught up with Instagram sensation Duke the Standard Poodle. So try to imagine a huge, gorgeous, white, fluffy poodle. And that's Duke. Uh, Anyway, the interview didn't quite work out as planned.
1: Duke, thank you for joining me. So how's your day been so far? (coughs) Yeah, and you've got a new family member. Well, tell me about the Duchess. How's she going? (coughs) Actually, Duke, I don't think some of our listeners can understand everything you're saying.
3: To find out a little bit more about... Duke and his life, we spoke to Duke's owners, uh, sisters Emily and Chloe. Girls, I've been talking to
1: Duke and he tells me all sorts (laughs) of things about what's going on. I'm Uh, sure he's got a lot to say. (laughs) He has a lot to say. Tell me, did you ever think that you'd be gazumped? You two were sort of the apple of your parents' eyes, (laughs) but now you're gazumped by a a poodle? Can you believe it? <laughs> Ironically, <laughs>
4: he also costs more. So I really, I don't really know how we did get gazumped, but we did. And I didn't think the day would come so soon, but it has. So we just have to deal with it now.
1: <sighs> <laughs> so your parents, I mean, they are besotted by Duke. You're in love. Your, your dad. It's especially. an
4: understatement.
1: Now, your dad. dad-
4: Dad was the dog always was not person. coming
1: into the house no,
4: no dogs in the house definitely no dogs in the bedroom and if they're in the bedroom they're definitely not on the bed and if they're on the bed they're definitely not on the pillow and don't <laughs> put your face too close to the dog because you're not allowed to let it lick your face because that's just dirty so like how the tables have turned
1: Duke is in training but who's training who? tell me the truth
4: <laughs>
1: mum training Duke or is Duke training
0: mum?
4: The truth is that Duke is training mom. He has her absolutely wrapped around her little finger. Anything he wants, she actually will just say, when he's staring at her, he'll just, she'll just look at him and say, what do you want now, Duke? What can I get you? Is it a treat? He pulls one out of her pocket. Is it a toy? She says she, she, says yep. she, says she knows what he wants by his reaction to her question. And so she just needs to ask him and he'll tell her exactly what, she, what he wants. telepathy.
1: Now he has a little bit of competition with Zara. Not Zara, with um, Duchess. Duchess Well, we like
4: like to call her his BFF because if we say sister and someone says your sister's home, we can't have confusion between the dogs and, well, not really dogs, the faux humans and the humans. (laughs) We like to call him transhuman because he is a human. He is a human. I mean, he's just in the wrong body. (laughs) <laughs> um, there's really not much competition though Duke is Well look He's the favourite I'm going to be honest Everyone's worried That now that we've got Duchess That Duke's going to be pushed to the side And they're saying Is Duke okay and do they get on Well yes they do get on And Duke is well and truly fine If anything I feel sorry for Duchess But she's, she's well loved But she has big shoes to fill
1: now, he's, he's a very fit dog, regardless. Um, what's his diet? What the, does his diet really comprise of?
4: He honestly will eat pretty much anything we eat, but he's fantastic. He doesn't jump up on the table. He doesn't jump up on you. He just sits next to you, and if you want to hand him over, he politely <laughs> asks. Cracker. Or shape. He loves a chicken shape or some cheese. <laughs> Although, not, he doesn't like, if you you know give him cold bacon, he won't eat that. That needs to be freshly cooked. <laughs> needs to be fresh. But, but no, but has, his, his diet has, is mostly just chicken. Honestly, my makes a fresh baked chicken almost every day. Oh, baked has, chicken every day. Or, oh, turkey risoles? He gets turkey yeah. brissels, um with egg, a little bit of breadcrumbs. They've got zucchini and carrot in them. I think she's got to get um, your veg Some, some lactose free cheese in there and a bit of turmeric. Um, Bit of seasoning, they're delicious. Okay,
1: oh, so you've got a story about. i was just going to do swindle. one more
4: little story. That yes. if anyone in the house falls over or looks like they're sad or cries, we're not allowed to fake cry anymore because that upsets him. He will bring them whatever his favorite toy is at the moment and just oh. put them all. He's got five favorite toys. He'll just grab them and put them all next to you so you can share his toys and it's just. The most beautiful thing. Oh, he's,
1: really, he's very knowing, isn't he? That's the he's other thing. So I, 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 I
4: know. I know he's so cute. He's like,
1: extremely knowing. That. He is a really special dog. No wonder he's got like thousands of followers, hasn't he? <laughs> 13.1 thousand, I think
4: it's up today on Instagram. How
1: Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. What's his Instagram?
4: At Duke underscore the poodle on Instagram, yeah.
1: Now, will he be listening to this? podcast
4: in the
1: future. Absolutely, Okay,
3: that's almost our show for today. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Let's just uh, find out the answer to the quiz question from the start of the show. Through what part of the body do dogs sweat? Is it A, armpits? B, the ears? C, the bums, or backside? Or D, their paws? Not P-O-R-E-S, but Paws, as in P-A-W-S.
2: Armpits, ears, backside or paws? Which one is it, Rob? Well, where do you think you have more sweat glands on your body per square inch than anywhere else on your body? No, not under your arms, but in your feet. Would you believe your feet have more sweat glands than per square inch? My feet or dog's feet? feet. Your feet, and same with dogs as well. Dogs sweat from their paws and their tongue. But certainly from their paws. that's where, why they can, you yeah, know, on hot days, I'll leave little marks on your very clean kitchen floor. That's because they're sweating from there. That's all it is. Don't get very worried about
3: it. But anyway, that's it for us. If you've enjoyed the show, please subscribe. We love to know that you're out there listening to us. And we will see you next week for the next episode of
2: Doggy Pod. I'll see you later, Rob. Yep, and I hope everyone has a happy moment in their life every day, just like your dog does. Your dog's always happy. But just remember, if you're having a deeply troubled time, there are things you can get from the silent devotion and companionship of a dog that you can get from no other source. I love that.
3: We'll see you next week.